I solemnly swear that I am up to no good. Hello, my fantastical people. This is Zane Calamander here, and welcome to My Potter Diary. This is an unofficial Harry Potter podcast where I break down each chapter from each book of the Harry Potter series. I will discuss favorite moments and quotes, point out important details, and just have random Harry Potter-related talks. But before I get started, I have another podcast called podcast called my culture mind with shawnee boy it's available on spotify google Podcasts, apple Podcasts, anchor and other podcast services and if you are new to the podcast you can also follow this podcast on other any other podcast services as well so without further ado let's get started with my potter tales potter tales is uh just a quick little harry potter related story that happened in my life that i want to share with y'all before i get to the main topic of the show so uh, i just want to talk about my experiences at universal studios orlando florida and I did talk about yesterday at my experiences at Universal Studios Hollywood for the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, but this is the OG original Wizarding World of Harry Potter at Universal Studios in Florida. It started around 2010, I believe, when they started doing this, but they only opened the castle first. It wasn't until a few years later that they opened Diagon Alley, and I gotta say, I gotta say, when I first walked uh, into Universal Studios and when I found Diagon Alley, I I was starstruck. Um, so when you get there, you would see King's Cross, then you see an alleyway, and then you look at, at on the uh, what's it called? On the right side, on the far right side, you'll see Grimwald Place. And uh, you would see um, Creature, you know, cleaning. You have to knock on the door, and then Creature would just pop up in one of the windows. So that is where I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. But I did that later. I just had to find out for myself. Anyways, when I walked through the alley, and I saw Gringotts and the dragon, I was just, I was on my floor, I was on, I was on my knees, crying. Because this is what I've dreamt ever since I went to the first Universal's, um, uh, when I went to Universal Studios Hollywood when I saw Wizarding World. I mean, that was emotional for me, but I was just giddy. This was the one that I wanted to go. And, but unfortunately, this is the before, this is before the Hagrid motorcycle bike was open. It was just like a few more days, just a few more days before it was opened, but I couldn't go. So, but anyways, when I saw, when I saw Diagon Alley for the first time, I mean, I, it felt right. It felt like I was in a movie. When I passed through Diagon Alley and I saw the three broomsticks, unfortunately, I wasn't able to eat at bro- three broomsticks because we weren't that hungry, but I just wanted to get a look at it. It looks how I imagined it in the movies. I I swear, it was just so beautiful to see. And then, I, of course, I had to buy a wand there. That's like, that's like the biggest souvenir. I mean, that's the main souvenir that you can get at... Uh, at Wizarding World at Diagon Alley so once I bought it I mean I had my own wand before 
but this one is just something that I had to get. And I got, uh, I got Malfoy's, I got Draco Malfoy's one. What I love about it is it reminded me of Harry's, you know, first one for Sorcerer's Stone. But of course it changed to something different when it had, they had a different director. And I do prefer that one because it's just sleek and nice. I love how, and this is going to sound awkward, how straight it is. But it just, uh, it just feels good to hold it and just, um, again, this doesn't sound right. But doing the spells, there's a lot of spells. A lot of spells. I was just so happy that I can just do all these spells. I still kept the map. I still kept the map with me and, um... I guess from time to time I would watch videos imagining myself being at that world, so yeah. Uh, another thing is, when you see the dragon breathing fire, that was just awesome. It scared my mom, but the Gringotts ride was so much fun. It, um, I told, it reminded me of Forbidden Journey as well, but I think this one has a lot more animation, but it, the ride is still fun. Um... Uh, again, there was so much I wanted to, ex wanted to explore, but I, the first thing I had to do was do all the spells first. As Once I finish all the spells, then I will go to King's Cross. Oh my god. When I finally went to King's Cross... When I finally see... Okay, so here's what happens. When you go to King's Cross, it just looks like any other train station, but... Once you, you have to show proof of your ticket, your universal ticket, that you can go to the Sekibar Park. You can't just walk in. You have to pay both tickets for both parks, Island of Adventures and Universal Studios. You have to get that or else you will be denied going to that world. You can still enjoy Diagon Alley. I mean, that's pretty cool. But you want to get the full experience of going on the freaking Hogwarts Express. And it moves. It moves. The one in Hollywood doesn't move. This one does, and it goes from point A to point B, and you have to wait. You do have to wait, and once the train arrives, it's just like how I imagined. Like I, I was so giddy and so emotional when I saw it for the first time. I was like, "This, this can't be happening. This got to be a dream." And when it just pulled up, it really felt like a dream, and like. And even just the train station alone, it felt like I was, I was really there. And I can't believe when I finally went into the, when I finally went inside the train, and, and then they, there we have like footage, footage of, you know, traveling from point A to point B from uh, Diagon Alley to Hogsmeade into Hogwarts. They would have little kind of like videos of like the you would see like the Weasley twins, you would see you know like Death Eaters and all that. It was like pretty cool, Dementors. But you will see that travel from 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 London, from London to Hogwarts. And it's just such a, it's such a joy to see that. Um, but I also want to see, <laughs> I also want to see the, uh, what it looks like uh, actually, like if there are like windows, if there's anything that, that I could see. But I gotta say, this is, it is one of the best rides in the park. I'm serious. If there's a ride that transports you from point A to point B, <laughs> that is, you know, pretty awesome. And of course, uh, Hogwarts and Hogsmeade, uh, 
it felt like the same. It's pretty much the same thing. There are a few different spells that are different. Um, but essentially the same as LA. I'm not going to go into further detail to that. But there are some spells that aren't, you know, available. Um, or aren't uh, seen in Hollywood. For example, the uh, Cornish Pixies, you would see them. But in Hollywood, you don't see them. So yeah, that's just some little things. But we did watch the light show. And... <laughs> I knew, like, I I know there was time to explore all of other rides, like, for example, at the Island of Adventures. I did that for a bit, but I knew that I had to, I knew I had to go around pretty quickly when the rides that I want to go for sure, and then take back the Hogwarts Express and go back to Universal Studios and Diagon Alley and just go around and play and just walk around, enjoy this whole whole experience it was just so much fun and going back and forth i i had to wait for a while just to go back to island of adventures but i didn't care i loved it so much and i hope that anyone who has the opportunity or has the money to go to orlando please visit the universe uh, uh universal studios orlando florida and check out the wizarding world yes you can check out disney world but that's a lot <laughs> that's a lot to do for you needed to have like a whole week so if you can't afford that, at least go to check out. If you're a Harry Potter fan, you gotta, you gotta check out the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. So yeah, I know that's a lot, a lot of for just Potter tales. But let me just move on to the Daily Prophet. The Daily Prophet is our new segment where I just talk about some, just some small Harry Potter news that I just wanted to share. And uh, yeah, this comes from E News, and this talks about size inclusive Harry Potter outfits so again the headlines is torrid's harry potter size inclusive collection is pure magic by jake thompson and this was released today around uh 4 a.m in the morning and let's say trying to look efforts uh, effortlessly chic with just a wave of your wand well now you can thanks to Torrid's new plus size harry potter clothing collection with halloween on our mind we can't get enough of these wicked new looks from the fan favorite plus size clothing line that's every dementor's dream from sleep robes that map out the forbidden forest to cardigans to your favorite house colors the new capsule collection has everything you need to show what a dedicated harry potter fan you are looking for a whimsical dress while wow, at the old ball we got you. Want to add Deathly Hallows cloak to complete the any look? Done. This is... Here's the thing about when I heard about this. Oh, also, with nearly 30% off of all new items. Okay. Uh, that's actually pretty good. Um, what I know about this is whenever I go to Hot Topic, there is not a lot of plus size outfits, but um, it's, uh, it's nice to hear that they're trying to be more inclusive with these types of uh, fashion choices or fashion sizes. Um, but I gotta say that, uh, hearing this was, uh, very nice to hear. Um, I know, I know some friends who were struggling where, where the t-shirts felt too small or too tight. So at least there's like plus size sizes that anyone could wear. Um, or maybe I could wear that too. <laughs> I mean, I'm not that big. I'm just like, I love, you know, big shirts. So yeah, that was nice to hear that. Um, but I didn't. I do not hear much of the responses. But um, it's nice to hear that there are more um, more choices for people to wear and show off their Harry Potter pride. 
All right, moving on to the spell of the day, and I'm going to be mentioning the age line charm. And it's, yeah, it is a charm. And everyone will, um, everyone who has been a Harry Potter fan knows that the age line was mentioned in uh, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. When the Weasleys wanted to put their names in, even though they were underage, there was an age line. They, they had a drink, like, you know, they created the serum to make them older. And once they crossed that line, they were able to do so, but it, we kind of backfired and they turned them old. So, so essentially, it prevents people above or below a certain age from access to a target. So it doesn't have to be, you know, have to be below, um, if you are below a certain age, which is, you know, uh, which is seen at, uh, in the movies in the books but it can also do people who are above depending on what the caster does so i think age lines are actually pretty cool i think i could see that in bars <laughs> i would see that in uh, I, i'm kind of surprised that they didn't do that for um at hogsmeade where there's the hog's head where like you know there's ale and three broomsticks and all that or maybe they do have that but i'm not so sure Anyways, moving on, this is going to be a fun fact that I found. Uh, recently, of course, during around July in the summer, uh, Harry Potter just turned 39 years old. He was born in 1980, I, but for the actor, Daniel Radcliffe was actually born in 1989. So you can see like the main difference, but you can also tell that what the setting of the Harry Potter franchise was from 1991, you know, and so on and so forth but in the movies it seems a little it doesn't really matter or they did not really focus so much on the year they just kind of focus on present day uh for example when harry was um when harry was at uh, king's cross for the first time that was 2001 when it was supposed to be 1991 so it's like t 10 years after so yeah um all right now moving on to the summary of this is going to be the main meat of the of the show where i talk about the the chapter this is going to be this is actually chapter four of harry potter and the sorcerer's stone so the so basically the uh, the chapter is called the keeper of keys and the keeper of keys we know that um hagrid is known to be the keeper of the keys and this is where hagrid you know, punches through the door and into the into the shack that the Dursleys and Harry were hiding, and Hagrid finally found them. And he was the one that sent the letters. So it's not really a bunch of owls, but it's mostly like you know the magic that Hagrid did. So that is one of the difference. But I'll talk about books versus movies later on. But essentially, yes, this is where Hagrid revealed everything. And that's how you kind of have to do <laughs> to know what your destiny is or what your uh, your actual identity is. And that's where that's sort of the, the gist of this chapter. So, yeah, um, here are some books versus movies. So in in the movie, I caught this differently. When Hagrid was about to meet Harry, he mistaken Dudley as Harry in the movie where Hagrid in the books he recognized Harry from like you know from his eyes and you know he's he essentially looks like his dad which is I feel like they downgraded Hagrid's you know knowledge and ability 
in the movies and they did the same thing with ron weasley as well where he's kind of he felt like kind of stupid which is not really fair and yeah and the same thing when um when when hagrid gives the birthday cake to harry in the movies well, I'm not going to get into specifics about what kind of chocolate cake it was, but the way he spelled happy was H-A-P-E-E. So it's like, or like, is it H-A-P-P-E-E? Or like, or something. He, he basically spelled happy, he spelled happy birthday wrong. But in the books, he spelled uh, happy birthday correctly. So they really made Hagrid feel like he's dumb. Even though he was expelled in his third year, they just made Hagrid as if he was dumb. But he could spell, though. He can still spell. He's not that stupid. Also, it's not a big deal, but in the movies, uh, Hagrid only bent the gun, like, upwards. But in the book, he kind of tied it in a knot. So I know that's kind of hard to do that in in a movie. Or, But, again, this is, like... There's, this is not really a big deal. Anyways, another thing, it's not a big of a deal, but Hagrid was cooking sausages in the book. But this is the first time where Harry, like, you know, tasted something so delicious. It was like the first time actually Harry tasted something delicious in his life. And that's where, like, Hagrid showed kindness. And it also shows that Hagrid kept a lot of things in his coat. They don't do that as much in the movies. I know that's kind of hard to do so, but they had to apply some things. Like, for example, his his umbrella. His umbrella fits in his coat uh, in the movies. But they don't show that a lot. Uh, uh, show much of, his, of the stuff he has in his coat. Um... I know that in the books, Hagrid was more, like, furious and mad. In the movies, he wasn't so... He wasn't too... He was mad at the Dursleys, but he didn't show that much, like, you know, anger. This is where Hagrid kind of not really lost control, but he was, like, he's more yelling. And, like, he was mad that the Dursleys did not tell Harry everything about his past. Or he doesn't he doesn't know what Hogwarts is, his parents, or, like, the fact that he's a wizard. So, yeah. Uh, another thing, uh, talking about things under his coat, he has an actual owl that people did not know in the in the movies. He had he had an actual owl because he had to send a letter to Professor Dumbledore about you know some like you know some urgent stuff. And the difference between the difference between uh, in the books and the movies, Hagrid actually told Harry the truth in Diagon Alley at Three Broomsticks. But Hagrid actually told him the truth in in the shack and told him basically everything from Voldemort to him becoming a wizard, like what Hogwarts is. And also, when he was telling the story, Hagrid showed a lot of emotion that he was crying about the death of Harry's parents, that he knew them. But in the movies, he did not show a lot of emotions, just like it wasn't as... Let's just say it wasn't as theatrical as like because Hagrid is pretty theatrical in in the books like you know like pretty much over the top, but this Hagrid in the movies was sort of calm. But I, you know I didn't I don't mind that. And also he mentioned the best families of the age. That's it, this goes to show that how powerful Voldemort is. He mentioned the best families that they could not stop. 
Voldemort, for example, the McKinnons. We heard about the McKinnons, but around the fifth movie. And then the Bones, like, you know, Susan Bones and... Um, they kind of mentioned her, but they don't... Uh, she had a... One of the Bones was actually... Had a pretty... Uh, had a small role in the fifth movie. It was during the hearing, but they did not address her as uh, Mrs. Bones or something like that. And, of course, the uh, and they mentioned the Pruitts. I don't remember the Pruitts as much in the movies, but they were considered one of the best families, and, of course, they uh, perished as well. So, this was the first time that we heard, like, other wizarding families besides the Potters and the Weasleys and all that. So, and we were addressed to that in the first, like, you know, the first four chapters, in the fourth chapter. So, yeah. All right. Now I'm going to talk about some of my favorite quotes. And <laughs> it's it's also found in the movie, but I really love this. Uh, I love this quote. And it's on page 47. This is the scholastic version, of course, of the Harry Potter books. And this is where Hagrid says, Oh, shut up, Dursley, you great prune. And then, of course, he ties the gun and knot or whatever. The... F- what I find it funny, but also significant, is this is the first time that someone stood up to the Dursleys. That, like, because Hagrid is so big, he was standing up for Harry, and he's not gonna let anyone bully Harry. That's where, like, that's where Harry still, like, you know, finally says, oh, I finally have my first friend. So that is why uh, I love that quote so much. <laughs> but also, on page 57... And this gets me, uh, because this is where Harry is having doubts, like, if he is a wizard. So, on page 57, he says, like, if he'd once defeated the great source, uh, greatest sorcerer in the world, how come Dudley had always been able to kick him around like a football? <laughs> I find that funny. Uh, again, this is just, like, some clever wordplay that I found. It's just, it's just nice that... He compared himself to a football when he's supposed to be the greatest wizard of all time and defeated them him as a baby. So how can he be so powerful when he feels so weak at the same time? So that's why I love this. I, I love this quote. Before I end it here, I just want to share the significance of this chapter. So one, we figure out that fi- Harry finally has a friend. After having that sausage, after knowing who he is, he could count on Hagrid that he is the friend, the basically his first friend ever. Uh, not a lot of friends for him in school, of course, but and then he finally figures out who he is. Um, he had some skepticisms, and this is where like it's it was like a slow build up from the third chapter to now, but he finally figures out who he is. Also, on that chapter, it was his birthday. It was his birthday, and he turned 11, and I think this was July 31st, or, like, I know it's just the end of July, but, yeah, of course, which is the, uh, which is, was the, uh, fun fact of today, um, which it wasn't, um, planned, really. Also, we figure out who, what muggles are, that's where Hagrid, uh, defined what the term muggles is. We heard the term muggle in previous chapters but this is where Hagrid defined it and I actually kind of like that where he had where we figure out words over time so I think that's you know pretty much like uh brilliant writing also um also we figured out that the uh, Dursleys 
the Dursleys knew all uh, knew all this time that uh, Harry was a wizard, and Harry was was shocked to hear that his family kept the secret from him. Um, and this was the first time that you know Hagrid uh, said Voldemort's name, and of course it showed the fear that he did not want to. He did not want to say it. He was pretty calm in the movie to say the name, but this one in the books, he sounded more cowardly just to say his name. And then Harry started to figure out the explanation of the green light that he had in his dreams. That is because of Voldemort when he's trying to kill him and then the curse rebounded. So that's where Harry was like, oh, that's my dream. Like, you know, that's my dream. This explains everything. This was about my birth, or not the birth. This was explained the biggest event of my life, but he doesn't remember. And of course, there was the mention that Hagrid, like he wasn't supposed to do magic because he was expelled in his third year. And then Harry asked him, why did you get expelled? And then Hagrid just ignored him or did not hear him. And uh, yeah, of course, Hagrid didn't leave yet. Hagrid didn't leave the shack yet. He actually just slept. He just slept through. And that's also a big difference from the books and the movies. Um, but yeah, we did not get that explanation of why Hagrid got expelled until the next book. I just love these little snippets of just oh, these little teasers. Like there's like little teasers before we get to the next story. And I love that. And lastly, like the biggest significance of this chapter is that we all want that moment in our lives where we want to feel unique or special or like someone's coming to save us or tell us that 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 we are special or that we need to get out of where we, this is uh, out of this reality because we all want that moment where we want to escape this horrible reality we live in and just go to this magical place we all want that i certainly want that but that's not how it is and i think Harry Potter is a place to escape for those who are struggling and just to, you know, just enjoy imagination in um, as a whole. So, yeah. Anyways, that is it for today. Thank you so much for listening today. If you like this clock uh, clock uh, podcast, click follow on whatever podcast services you are listening to this to. Share this podcast to any Potterheads out there. And until next time, farewell my fantastical people. Mischief managed. Thank you.